Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to another edition of Sports of the Legend. Along with my co-host Macaulay Matthew, I'm of course William Ramo. What's up, Mac? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? Man, good, good to have you on the show as always. And, hey, um, good to be on as usual. Thank you, thank you, man. Really appreciate it. And I want to thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for checking out uh, this latest episode of Sports of the Legend. He's Macaulay Matthew, and of course, I'm William Ramo. On today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA, the NBA uh, trade deadline. That's going to go down on uh, March 25th. Um, unfortunately, i got to talk about the LeBron James injury, you know, shocking injury. Um, we're also going to talk about the Knicks and the Nets, um, baseball teams. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, um, you know, with the Mets, he, he had a, uh, tough injury. He's he's expected to be out for for two months. Um, we we'll get into that, um, and of course, yeah. Um, we'll also talk about um, you know, um, you know the wrestling with uh, the the fastlane pay per view event coming up. You know, coming up tomorrow. Um, and the other stuff going on in, in the world of wrestling. And, of course, um, you guys know the number. It's um, 563-999-3529. That's 563-999-3529. So feel free to, you know, talk about any of these topics and more. We'd love to hear from you. And with that said, um, let's just... Um, Let's go um, right into um, this injury with, with LeBron James. Um, yeah, big news. You know, he he sprained his uh, his leg on a play. Um, you know, unfortunately for him, you know him. You know, uh, you know LeBron James. He had to leave the game. Um, you know, and the Lakers fell. Final score of 99-94 to the Atlanta Hawks. And, um, yeah, the injury happened in the first half after Solomon Hill, um, you know, banged his right ankle. And, uh, you know, basically, um, yeah, we don't know how long he's going to be out. But, yeah, this is a big, big blow for the Lakers, the defending world champion Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, you know, what's your, what's your thoughts on this? Wow. I didn't even know he was injured. Yeah. That's, that's a big blow if he's out for an extended time because they already have AD out. Mm-hmm. So now they have LeBron. I mean, that's, uh, you know, hopefully, again, it's not that serious. And hopefully he returns soon. But, uh, you know, right now in the standings, I think they're third behind Utah and What's the other team that they're behind right now? I think um, Phoenix, I think, was the other team. 
So they're like third or fourth in the standing. So, you know, this is not going to be good. But um, hopefully, you know, again, it's not serious and he comes back soon. Yeah, LeBron, you know, you know, hopefully it's not serious because, you know, he's 36 years old. I mean, this guy is practically in- invincible, but, you know, father time, you know, gets everybody in the world of sports. So, you know, unless if you retire when you're young, extremely young, like uh, um, Barry Sanders in NFL. Yeah, you know, your your father time's gonna you know catch up with you, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, hopefully it's not a serious injury. Um, fortunately, he was able to, um, you know, stand on his own feet. Um, but you know, he was limping back to the bench, and um, you know, um. I think he finished with with uh with with 10 points. So his streak his streak of scoring at least 10 points um in 1036 games is still intact. Um so yeah, you know, hopefully he has a speedy recovery. Um here's what Solomon Hill um had to say about him accidentally colliding into him and some people are thinking that it was intentional. Uh, like uh, Dennis, apparently Dennis Schroeder uh, was saying that that's an unnecessarily play to dive in, in the leg like that. But um, according to Solomon Hill, you know it was an accident. So here's here's what he had here's what he what he said, and I quote: "Would never disrespect the game and take a player out purposely. He knows that. That's all that matters to me. Praying for a speedy recovery. Hashtag." Um, R.I.P. to the mentions though. Hashtag more DMs than Shorty. Oh, I guess I I guess I don't know. Maybe he's saying people people are talking about him more than signing to people's DMs. I have no idea what hmm. what he mean by that. I have no idea. But in any case, um, yeah, here's what LeBron James had to say. Uh, he wrote he wrote on social media uh, just a few hours ago. Nothing angers and saddens me more than not being able to and for my teammates. Oh, no, wait, sorry. Nothing angers me, nothing angers and saddens me, saddens me more than not being available to and for my teammates. I'm hurt inside and out right now. The road back from recovery begins now. Back soon like I never left. Hashtag the kid from Akron. Man. And the the Lakers they're gonna they're gonna play uh, tomorrow night, or I should say they're gonna play tomorrow in Phoenix. Um, you know he he did he did travel with the team, but you know, Lord know Lord only knows when he's gonna come back. Yeah, hopefully it's you know it's a speedy recovery. Hopefully it's not out you not out too long. So yeah, absolutely. We'll see. As of right now, if the season unfortunately ends for him, he was averaging 25.8 points, 8.1 rebounds, and 8, uh, 8.0 assists. Um, and so far, he only missed one game, but um, barring a miracle, he's, uh, he's going to miss more than that. Um, so, you know, uh, hopefully a speedy recovery to him. Um, 
Yeah, man. Hopefully he get, he gets well soon. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, let's let's shift gears uh, to the Knicks, and uh, I think the Knicks are, are playing tomorrow night. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, against the Sixers. Yes, yeah, right. At exactly. the Garden. Against the, right, exactly. Yeah. Against the Sixers at the Garden. Um. Yeah, the Knicks won their most recent game. Um, I think it was against the Magic, I think. I think. Um, it yes, it was at the it was at the Magic. Yeah, a close game too. With uh, yeah, quickly was injured. They, yeah, we have a lot of injuries with the guards. Hey, absolutely. Um, yeah, they. What was I gonna say? Um, no, Keith yeah, Randall. Up. Randall had his third triple double. Yeah. Um, you know, of the year. Um, trying to trying to think. Uh, what's this? What's the score again? Um, I think it was ninety three, ninety two, or ninety four, ninety three, something like that. Yeah, something to that effect. Um, yeah. Um, let me see. Um, R- Randall had a triple double. I think he had like maybe like twenty five points. points. Uh, I think he had. I know definitely he had a career high seventeen assists. Uh, let me see if I could. Uh, I think it was eighteen, eighteen, seventeen, and eleven, or eighteen, seventeen, and ten, something like that. Uh, let me let me check right now, just to confirm it. Uh, yeah, he had eighteen points, seventeen assists, and ten rebounds. There you go. And Alec Burke off the bench, he had like. Uh, Alec Burke, he had like uh, 21 points and, and 10 rebounds. Uh, Barrett had like 17 points, and then Milikina, Frank Milikina, man, he had the, the best game of his career. He had a, scored like he had like I think three or four threes, and he um, he scored 13 points. Um, he only had one assist uh, and two rebounds, but man, he was scoring, and I. And I, I, he had a fire in him, man. Like, I, I saw in his eyes, man, like, he was really, like, he was in the zone. Yeah, so, a guy who just scored well. 13 points? Like, it looked like he finally woke up. Well, you know, Neil Kina, the thing with him is he plays good defense, but, you know, there's times where, you know, you don't get much scoring from him. And, mm-hmm. you know, or you don't get much, you know, production from him. But uh, he he stepped up, you know, with quickly out, rolls out, and some of these other injuries we have. You know, he definitely stepped up, and Reggie Bullock stepped up. Also, yeah, he had a big steal in that game. Yeah, I was about to say that too. You read my mind, man. He yeah, he had twenty twenty points uh, off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah he was he was really good too, and um, Mitchell Robinson is expected to come come back soon, even though he had that big injury. Um, he he's been cleared to play. They think he might play, but you know, off the bench. But I, but I'm saying, but for me, I think you you can't you can't um, rush him. Just just let him just let him come back when he's ready to fully play. You know, don't don't just let him play. You know, off the bench. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think they should just they gotta be very careful with that. You know, so we'll we'll see what happens with that. Um, yeah, 
Knicks are, you know, they're they're staying. Um, they're trying to stay around five hundred right now. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, twenty-one and twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-one, twenty-one. So they'll try to get revenge against the Sixers tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. The Sixers beat them uh, on Tuesday night yeah. in Philly. Now, now they're in the Garden. So hopefully, as Walkai Frazier would say, hopefully they'll have the fatuities done. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens with uh, with that. And uh, yeah, on the other side of you know of Brooklyn, or I should say of New York, is um, the the Nets. The Nets uh, they won six straight until uh, the Magic's the Magic um, defeated them by the final score of uh, 121 to 113. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the 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 Nets had a, the Nets. Oh yeah, um, Kyrie Kyrie Irving, man, he he was phenomenal. He had 43 points, had you know six rebounds and uh, you know four assists. James Harden, you know, he finally came back to earth. You know, I was starting to think he was Kryptonian the way how he was playing. Duke was right, racking up triple double nonstop. Uh, he you know he finished with a respectable 19 points. Um, and then he, you know, to go along with uh, uh, nine assists. But yeah, man, um, the the you know the Magic man, they the Magic they're not having a good year. They're fourteen and twenty seven, but you know this was their this was the NBA Finals right here or Eastern Conference Finals I should say against mm-hmm. the Nets. Nets the Nets playing real play. well. Mhm. They've been playing real well. You know, Harden. You know he fits in. You know he's you know he's the point guard of that team. He's passing the ball, getting his triple doubles. And you got Kyrie, Kyrie scoring when he wants, hitting clutch shots. Mm-hmm. And you know they've been doing all of this with KD out. Mm-hmm. So you know just imagine when KD comes back, they'll be even better. But you know uh, even though they lost this game against the Magic, you know they're still looking good. You know right now they're competing with the Sixers for that top spot in the mm-hmm. Eastern Conference. Yeah, they're twenty eight they're currently twenty eight and twenty eight and fourteen, you know. Fortunately for the Magic, uh, you know, Aaron Gordon had a great game. You know, he scored thirty eight points and um, you know, they just move on, you know. So um the Nets they're going to the Nets they're going to um face the Wizards, uh and and host them as a matter of fact tomorrow night at Barclays Center, so the the Nets should be back to their winning ways, and then they're going to be facing uh, Tuesday night. They're going to be they're going to be on the road against the Trailblazers. So that's going to that's that's going to be an interesting game, right there. To look forward to. Um, but um, thing gears, man. Uh, what, what what's your thoughts on? Oh wait. Yeah, let's talk about the um the yeah before before we shift gears let's let's talk about the training deadline um uh any moves you you think the 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 Knicks should make I know they've been rumored to possibly go after Alonzo Ball maybe in the trade deadline or even in the off season because uh uh Levar Ball he 
you know, he was basically saying that his, his son needs to be out of there, you know, that they're not using him as a playmaker, you know, on, on the, um, you know, with uh, New Orleans. And, uh, of course, Drummond is another one that yeah, they're going to be going after. And then uh, Oladipo is, is another person I've been hearing about. What's your thoughts? Um, you know, I would love to get another big guy. You know, if we can get Drummond, that'd be great. Uh, I don't think we need another guard, so I don't. I don't think Lonzo Ball would fit, you know, on this team. Um, we have too many guards right now. I mean, some of them are injured, but then when you when they come back, then where are you gonna put all these guys? Now you gonna have, you know, how are you gonna find playing time for all these guys? Um, I would love to have Drummond. I mean, Oladipo, maybe, you know, I guess. Um, but I, I'm hesitant about bringing him in because that might kind of, uh, you know hinder the, uh, the play of uh, Barrett. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we need a big guy, you know, to another guy to help us out in the post, and I think Drummond will be perfect, but I don't want to give up, you know, a bunch of draft picks and knocks for him. So. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, Bradley Beal or J.J. Redick? Uh, well, Bradley is another guy that you'd have to give up the world for. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd be he'd be great if we can get him, right. but you know you're gonna have to give up a lot to get him. Mm-hmm. So, if we could do it without giving much, then yeah, I would do that. What about Redick? I mean, he'd be a great three point shooter on the team. Yeah, yeah, he'd be a good uh, three point shooter. Yeah, I think he would fit perfect on this team. Mm-hmm. You know, we do need some more outside shooting, so I would love to get him. Yeah. But I think most of all, we need another big guy. We need mm-hmm. another big man. Yeah, I'm with you. Definitely with you. Jordan would be great, but uh, I think the price on him would be too much. Yeah. Uh, with that, with that rate, we might as well get Ar- Arnold Drummond. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, the Nets, the Nets, on the other hand. I mean, they don't really need much. I mean, yeah, they are rumored to get Drummond as well and possibly, try, you know, um, yeah, I'm trying to think who else they could. They might, I mean, Reddick might be another guy too, you know, another guy. But, they, I mean, their offense is, is potent, you know. But, hey, you never know. They might Another guy who, who could knock down the three to, you know, complement the, the big three. I mean, that's a yeah, – oh, yeah, they, plus they have um, Harris too, so – yeah, I mean, the more three-point shooters you could have, you know, uh, you know that that that's not a bad thing to have. So, if you were um, if you were part of the Nets organization, who would you trade for? What would you do? The Nets, man, they already got a bunch of pieces right now. I mean, I guess you know they could use some shooting from the outside. Maybe they could get Redick. Mm-hmm. You know. They they could get Redick and then they'd be set. I mean, they already have a very good team right now. And mm-hmm. you got Blake Griffin, you know, coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. So they really don't need much. All right. But if they could get Redick, I, I was assuring, I mean, that's going to be, you know, a team to beat. Absolutely. But yeah, I, I think they need. I think they need a big man. Also, I mean, Redick is great because you need you need that uh, need that extra three point shooter. So yeah. when they're trying to zero in on the big three, you have that other guy to, you know, knock down their shots. 
even though those those three are unstoppable, especially Durant and Harden. I mean, you can't you can't stop those guys, man. But it, it never hurts. Well, they don't have much, you know, to give up for for Drummond. Unfortunately, yeah, that's true. You have a lot of their pieces in in that trade for for Harden, so they might have to give up uh, Dimwitty. This is for that in that case. But then their their team's already ransacked already from from the exactly. Harden trade. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If they in a perfect world, they should find someone who's defensive minded, a big man, defensive minded big man. You know, sign them to a you know to a contract, and I give them so much of their their guys. But yeah, man, they're on the they're on the championship hunt. So you know, we'll, we'll see what's gonna happen with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let's let's um shift gears to the NFL. Uh, what, what's, your, what's your thoughts on uh, the 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 Giants' uh, big moves these off season? Well, you know, I hear that they're uh, they're looking at Kenny Galladay. If we can somehow get Ke- Kenny Galladay, who uh, is on the Lions, I hear you know there's rumors that you know he could possibly be coming here. That'd be great. Well, actually, you know what? Yeah, they have him. Oh yeah, they did sign him. Oh yeah. I didn't, they Oh, Four years, seventy-two million dollars. Oh, nice! I thought that was still in the works, but I just saw here, yeah, that they signed. Oh, that's knows. perfect. I mean, because you didn't know, but yeah, that's perfect. They, yeah, they 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 signed them. Wow, four years, seventy-two million. Either late last night or earlier today. Oh man, that's great. That's yeah, great. Four, four, yeah, continue. That gives the Giants a you know a uh, uh, outside guy who's big and who can catch who can catch the ball downfield. I mean him, Sterling Shepard, um who who's the other wideouts that we have right now on the team? Um who's the other guy? I'm forgetting the the other guy's name. Um who's the other wideout on the team? Forgetting their name. Darius Slayton. Yeah, Darius Slayton, Golden Tate, and then you have Saquon Barkley come back and hopefully um you know, the, the tight end, he plays better. But, yeah, I mean, the Giants, you know, they now have weapons to surround uh, Daniel Jones with. So I, I like this move. And I also like the uh, the move they made at linebacker um, signing Reggie Ragland. So that's that's going to be a good addition to the Giants. So, yeah, the Giants, uh, so far, so good this offseason. Congrats to them. Yeah. But that Galladay move, they needed to do that, you know, because I I feel like he was the best wide res, wide receiver uh, free agent available, and Giants, you know, they got him like they should have. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, the the Jets they made some some moves themselves. Uh, I mean, they did um, they didn't get uh, um, Schuster, um Smith. Like they wanted to, I think he resigned with the, uh, with um, the Steelers. But uh, they made some. the The biggest move they made was um, was uh, signing wide receiver uh, Corey Davis. And um, yeah, let me see. They gave him a a three year, three point seven 
$37.5 million contract. So, um, you know, they definitely needed to, to do that. I mean, he... I mean, he has he has potential. He hasn't he hasn't been great, but um, he definitely he definitely has um, potential to um, to break out. And, yeah, no, uh, definitely. That, you know, definitely. I think uh, the Jets uh, they need to do something at quarterback. You know, that, they need to they need to address that soon on what they're going to do with their quarterback situation. Mm-hmm. And what do you what do you think about that? I mean, I know there was rumors, you know, they're going to try to um, trade for Deshaun Watson, but with these allegations against Deshaun Watson now, that might be out the window. Um. Well, yeah, that, that definitely that's out of the, the picture for sure. Um, to Deshaun Watson, I heard that there's a rumor that now that, that with the Jets, you know, recent moves. They may be even. They might be um, a better, you know, situation to to try to trade for Wilson than than uh, than the you know Chicago Chicago Bears. Um, even though Chicago Bears is um, obviously still in the running because there was four teams that uh, Russell Wilson said he wanted to get traded to, and unfortunately, then the the Jets isn't one of them. Mm. I mean, he would be he would be tailor made for the Jets. I mean, he already wears green already. Like, it have been a perfect fit for him. I mean, yeah. But fortunately, some players they they shy away in playing with New York. I guess if it's the Yankees, you don't mind playing for them since you play in their minor league, their minor league uh, team. I, I'm pretty sure he would have played for the Giants if that opportunity would have been presented. If yeah, I think he, they I, I think he wants to go into a winning situation. And maybe he feels like the Jets aren't there yet, maybe. What these players don't realize is that if you're that great of a player, you can change the franchise and you will attract other people to come. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But because he doesn't see the vision. Plus, you know, you got the new coach, Robin, uh, you know, uh, Robert Salah, man, who, you know, a bunch of people are just raving about him, you know, because he was a you know, great uh, defensive coordinator. And now he's getting the opportunity to to coach. But um, yeah, I mean, apparently um, Carol is um, is you know is high on uh, Donald. Um, so there is a possibility he still might get traded to Seattle, but Russell Wilson wouldn't be uh, a part of it. Um, But um, yeah, uh, yeah, we definitely gotta see what's gonna go down with that. I mean, plus the Jets could, you know, they could stand pat and just. Well, I mean, they could trade Darnold. They could stand pat, or they could use the number two pick and uh, and uh, draft, uh, you know, Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. You know, but. Yeah, I think if you, you since you can't get Trevor Lawrence, man, you gotta get a you gotta get a, a proven guy. And Wilson to me would be the perfect guy for the yeah. Jets. Hey, if they can put a package together together together, yeah, that'd be great. Mhm. Yeah, man. But yeah, I guess you know some stuff is not isn't meant to be. Like 
Like, look at Ken Griffey Jr. He he would have been perfect on the Mets playing with, with Piazza back in the days, but he, he wanted to go to Cincinnati, you know, where he where he had history, you know, his father played over there and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. Players got to players gotta do what they think is best for them. So we'll see we'll see what happens with that. Um oh yeah, um um Washington football team, um apparently they're interested in um there's a rumor that they might be interested in acquiring Sam Donald even though they signed former Jet Ryan Fitzmagic Fitzpatrick. You know, but yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Interesting. Uh, shifting gears to baseball, and uh, the Mets, man, they gotta they gotta mess. You know, the, what can I say? Uh, a big blow to their starting rotation, Carlos Carrasco. Um, He's he's injured. He has a huge injury. Um, yeah, he tore his right hamstring uh, while he was doing some post pitching um, running on Thursday, and unfortunately, um, you know, he tore his uh, his ham his right hamstring. So they're expecting him to miss two months, six to eight weeks to be exact, and. Uh, Optimistically, they're hoping that he'll be back um, by uh, Memorial Day. But yeah, it's messed up. You know, you got Carrasco, and of course, North Syndergaard should be coming back like after the All Star break. Um, yeah, these are two two guys in your rotation that man, you really need them to be healthy. But um, yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, Carl oh, Carrasco should be out. He's gonna be out for six to eight weeks. Mm-hmm. Big blow, man. And this guy, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of Carlos Carrasco. I, I thought he was always thought he was a, a good, a, a underrated pitcher. And yeah, I w- when there was rumors that Lindor would be, you know, would be there. I mean, that was the guy I was zeroing in on. You know that they should try to make a trade for that guy. And I had no idea that he would be in the trade as well. You know. I would assume it would have been two separate trades, but he was thrown into the deal. So hopefully he can have a speedy recovery. Um, yeah, because uh, yeah, he'd be. He, I mean, he's he's a, he, he's a great addition to the rotation once he once he gets back. Yeah, um, healthy. And speaking of, Lind- speaking of Lindor, um, you know he was. Um, you know he's he's been playing well in spring training. Obviously, it's just spring training. He had a he had a grand slam I think on Friday. Um, yeah, he's racked up a bunch of hits. Hit a, he hit a, his first home run a few days ago as well. Um, and plus he was saying like, um, you know, he thinks he prefers players to, you know, he he wants the game to be exciting. He doesn't like the the shifts. Like he, I, you know what I mean? Like he feels like people are being too analytic happy. You know, they're, they're just playing the shift and, you know, it's taking the excitement out of the game. And um, another thing he was mentioning uh, recently, more recently, 
was that um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head um, that he wants the game to be exciting. He wants the players to, um, you know, be, you know, like not try to swing for the fences, you know, try to try to be like more complete hitters, you know, not, not just, um, you know, try to strike out, but, but he's, I think he feels like, you know, since MLB is rewarding home run hitters, that's why a lot of players are, are swinging for the home runs, you know, instead of, you know, being a, you know, a complete player. Let me see if I could find his actual quotes so I could uh, convey what he was saying. Let me see. Oh, yes, also uh, uh, Smith, he, he has a, a wrist injury, but he's expected to uh, return uh, into the lineup on uh, tomorrow. Uh, let's see if I could find what he was saying. Yeah, he was saying, here's what he was saying. He was saying, the game is going to evolve. We're professional baseball players. We can adjust. We can make the adjustments um, that are needed to help the team win. It's just a matter of how we're going to help the team, what the team needs. Um, and when we go, when we do go to situations that will help us get paid or help us win certain awards, yeah, we're going to do what the game is telling us to do. When you reward players for hitting home runs, everyone is going to do that. When you reward players for hitting 200 hits, you're going to have 10 guys getting 200 hits a year. But when that's not how the game is evolving, you're going to see guys hitting more home runs. Uh, I mean, he's 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 absolutely right. That's why you yeah. don't really see that many complete players in the game, yeah. you know, because everybody's trying to swing for the fences. And not to mention, like we were, just, like I was just saying a minute or two ago, about the um the shift. Because of the shift, the one way you could you could avoid being dealt, you know. Suffering from the shift is that you hit the ball in the air and, per, um, um, you know, preferably out of the ballpark, you know. Yeah. But I agree with, with him 100%. Um, you know, um, shifts, shifts is, uh, you know, like shifts is, you know, obviously important. Analytics is important. They should, you know, um, give you an idea of what to do. But if you have a gut feeling about in a certain instance, should you go against the, the stats, then you should do it. You know what I mean? Because sometimes the stats, you know, the stats are, aren't human. Sometimes, sometimes it can hurt you. Exactly. Exactly. Because you, you never know. You, there could be a, a – someone could bunt the ball or, or hit the ball off the end of the bat, and then it's a, the person got an infield hit or, or even down the line because no one's guarding him. Like down third base, depending on where where the shift is, you know. It de- it depends. If a player is a real con- com- you know a complete player or a, a person who's motivated, that's like, you know, okay, I'm gonna you gonna give me that that hole, I'm gonna hit to it. 
I mean, there's a lot of people, a lot of players who have that much cheese and be like, oh, you're going to put, you're going to stack those people to the right side? You know, guess what? I'm going to hit it through the right side anyway, yeah. you know? But, you know, sometimes you got to give what the what the opposition is giving you and take advantage of it. So and you if you think hit, that shit should be illegalized? Nah, no, I wouldn't go that far. I'd say, I would say that, you know, you know, we should, the, the shift has to, should be used in, you know, very important situations and not, like, the whole time. Obviously, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, there there are times in the game where you're going to need the shift, especially late innings. Or if you have people in scoring position and you're going against an ace, you know, on, on both sides of the the opposition, you know, you all the runs are going to be, at you know, at the most importance. So, I mean, it, it, it just depends on it, on, on the situation. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, those are the type of situations when the shift usually takes place. I don't think they're doing it, like, for the whole game. Well, yeah, no, right? I'm not saying that. Yeah. But I think there are some teams that are overdoing it. Hmm. The four, four outfield um, positioning and all the, all these other stuff, it's like, Somebody, you know what I mean? Like some of these people think it's like it's the game seven of the World Series. Openers, like uh, openers are to me. Openers are important if, if you know your start. You don't have enough good pitching and your guys are hurt, and you don't want to you know risk injuring your your guys or making them pitch out of you know pitch out of um out of their order, you know, or pitch on short rest. Then okay, go to the opener. But if you're planning on having an opener in advance, I just it just shows to me that your your starting pitching isn't as good as you think it is. Because you're killing the bullpen. You're you're kill, you're literally killing the bullpen. I'm I'm just old school like that. Like like let the the the, the guys come in. If they gotta come in in a bad situation and save the starter, fine, come in. But when you have you have someone set to pitch one or two innings to start the game off, I mean. To me, you're setting yourself up for failure. I think they should uh, limit the number of times a team can do a shift in a game, maybe to like three times in a game. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Because, I mean, it's it's preventing players from getting hits, Mm -hmm. natural hits. You know, that should be rewarded to them. I mean, it's it's a coward way of playing baseball, I think. It is. It is. It really is. Yeah. Absolutely. So I think uh, they, you know, if they could like limit it to just three times a game, then that'd be yeah, that'd be and great. If and if you're smart, you you save it for the late innings. Yeah. When you really need it. Exactly. That's that's what you do. I mean, unless if you 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 know you're in a situation, and um, you got you the opposite has runners in scoring position, you're going against your ace. You, the battle of two aces, then yeah, then I would say go to the chef earlier than expected. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I'm with you. Um. Yeah. Let's let's go to. All right. Let's go to. Um, to wrestling. Uh, the Fastlane pay-per-view event is going to go down, 
uh, tomorrow night. And uh, here are the matches that are going to go down um, at the Fastlane Pay-Per-View event. You got uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Uh, you know, they're going to be defending their WWE Women's Tag Team uh, mat, uh, title versus Sasha Banks, the SmackDown Women's Champion, and her WrestleMania opponent, Bianca Belair. Wow. I'm I'm thinking Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler are going to retain again. What do you think? I mean, didn't they have the same match um, at the last <laughs> event? They, didn't they ever like this? Yeah, they've had it. They've had this match like practically every time. Um, this is like the probably third or at least second or third, fourth time they've they've had this match. So I'm gonna go with Sasha and. Sasha and um, what's her name again? Um, Bianca Belair. Bianca to win it. And That's what I was. I see Naya and uh, Naya breaking up with uh, what's her name, Shayna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see them breaking up after this. Yeah, that, I mean that's what leading up to a feud at WrestleMania. See, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was originally thinking too. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair finally winning because they've been facing each other so many times. But it doesn't make sense for them to, to fight each other with the ti- with the tag team titles on the line. Well, I think they would then to... drop it to some to another tag team, probably. Uh you know what? That that you know what you ha- you might have a point there. You might have Possibly. a point. You know what? I, I think you I think you you convinced me. Sasha and Sasha and Bianca will win it, and then they'll maybe lose it to um, maybe uh, Natalia and and Tamina. Yeah, I could do on that. SmackDown. On a SmackDown before before WrestleMania, you have Sasha turn on her. Or like you were saying, uh not too long ago, Bianca turning on Sasha. Yeah. But I, I, I think Sasha's gonna turn on her. Because Sasha has already shown her she she has some heelish tendencies popping up recently. Yeah. So I I, th- I think I you, you started to convince me. I mean, theoretically, tomorrow night she could, Sasha could turn on her and and cost them the title and walk away. It could it could happen tomorrow. That's true. But I think I might have to agree with you. They've had this match too many times for them to um, not put the tag team titles on them, even though it will it will be short lived. Yeah. All right. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus, no holes bar match. Hands down, Drew McIntyre, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm going with McIntyre as well. Even if Bobby Lashley would have interfered in this match, Drew McIntyre is going to win. I don't see any. There's, there's really no way Drew McIntyre is going to lose this match. Yeah, I see McIntyre winning. Hands down. You got Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth Rollins. I mean, Nakamura needs this mat, this win, but you know how WWE loves not, uh, Rollins, so he's definitely going to win this. Yep, I agree. I'm going Rollins, too. Um, you got Riddle versus Mustafa Ali for the WWE United States Championship. 
Come on, let's be real. We know Riddle's going to win. Mustafa Ali needs this victory in the worst way, especially trying to give credibility to his tag t- to his uh, retribution stable, but let's be real. I'm going Mustafa riddle. Ali is going to lose this. I'm going Riddle. <laughs> Bro. All right. Let's this see. Get, you get, I mean, you know when you walk around barefoot, there's always like, you know, splints and pieces of glass. This guy's going to end up cutting his uh, bottom foot, man. Yeah, with some socks or, sh- or sandals or something. Right. Because he walks in with the slippers, and then he kicks them off, and then he wa- he walks outside the ring without them. Yeah. You're right. Well, you know, when I, I get to fight on my bed, you know, my brother's <laughs> as a kid. <laughs> Maybe you inspire Riddle. <laughs> Maybe that's the puzzling reason why Riddle likes to fight without the um the sandals. <laughs> with, with, but, yeah. Um, Just imagine someone barefoot drop-kicking you in the face. <laughs> my goodness oh, that's crazy um let me see what else oh here's here, here's the best match of the night Big Eve nope we're gonna get to that later we're gonna talk about the greatest match of all time Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton in an intergender match like there's no way this match is gonna happen literally no way this match is gonna happen what's his name the um the Fiend is going to attack him with a new look, and 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 Alexa Bliss will get the victory on him. I think yep. the Fiend is going to dress up as Alexa Bliss and fight Randy Orton. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. You know what? That's what's, that's what's going to happen. Because Alexa Bliss is going to pretend like she's going to fight him. Fiend's going to pop up with a new look, which I guess now you put it in my head could be Alexa Bliss. <laughs> and then... And then um. And then the real Alexa Bliss pins him. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe maybe Randy Orton might fight himself since they teased it a few weeks ago hey, before he vomited. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Alexa Bliss is gonna shockingly enough. Alexa Bliss is gonna win this match. Um. If this match even goes down, because this match is pointless. <laughs> My goodness. WWE is running out of ideas. You can put Cesaro in any of these matches? I know, right? Cesaro versus Randy Orton. Yeah, you, you guys could have did that. Yeah. WWE? But no. Bobby Lashley you know, is, is not... Well, Bobby Lashley shouldn't even be defending his title anyway. To me, you know what? Um, this, this review event shouldn't even be happening in the first place. Because this... I think I, I think I see this every single year ever since this Fastlane pay-per-view event has been happening before WrestleMania. It's such a useless pay-per-view event. It's such a cash grab. Like, did did people really need these these feuds before WrestleMania? It's a joke. Yeah. It's it's a little. The only match that really matters is Big E versus Apollo Cruz. And the Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan to decide who is the champion. But even that, like, it, the the thing should have been said already. Like, it, it's ridiculous. But yeah, let's go into let's go to Big E versus Apollo Cruz. Um, I think Apollo Cruz has to win this with his new with his new gimmick change. He has to solidify it by defeating. 
by defeating Big E for the Intercontinental title. Yeah, Big E needs to win because, you know, he has to show that he got his revenge on Apollo Crews, you know, for almost ending his career. But he kind of got a little bit of revenge yesterday when he was beating him up on SmackDown. So this really makes me believe that Apollo Crews is going to walk away with the United, the Intercontinental Championship. I'm going with Big E to to win it. Big E all the way. I hope you're right. I'm rooting for Big E, but I think Apollo Crews has to win this for his, his title, for his his new gimmick, unless if they're going to have a rematch at WrestleMania and then Apollo Crews win it there. That That's the only way it would make sense for him to lose. Even though, I mean, you could, like I said, you could, this, this match could go either way because both of these guys really need this win. I say Apollo more so than Big E, but then again, Big E, um, yeah, but then again, if Apollo loses, if Apollo wins this, then Big E could feud with, with, Apollo Cruz to try to get it back at WrestleMania, which I think he would get it back in that instance. And then if he doesn't, he would he would whenever he's done versus Apollo, he would set his sight for, you know, the championship. I guess against Roman Reigns. Down the line, maybe at SummerSlam. But um, that's way down the line, from now. And speaking of Roman Reigns. Um. Yeah, last but not least, Roman Reigns defending his title against Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship with Edge as the special guest referee. And if either of these guys win, Daniel Bryan or Roman Reigns will face Edge um, as the champion at WrestleMania. And here's how I think it's going to go down. Roman Reigns will win it, or somehow there's going to be a disqualification, which will allow Daniel Bryan to go on, and it'll be a triple threat match. Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah. what do you yeah. think yeah. going to happen? That's a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah. Cause there's, a, there's a rumor I heard that maybe Daniel Bryan might going to the Hall of Fame and this might be his last this might be this uh this road to WrestleMania might be his last like he kind of hinted at in a promo maybe last week or a few weeks ago that's a possibility because there's no way Roman Reigns is, is not gonna is not gonna be the champion going into WrestleMania the question is Will they find a way that there'll be a screwy ending where Daniel Bryan will be inserted into a triple threat match? That's the only question. Yeah. Because we all know Roman Reigns is coming into coming going to. Oh yeah, yeah, he's definitely going into WrestleMania as a champion. No doubt about mm-hmm. that. We know that. But yeah, and uh, congratulations to Edge. He defeated uh, Jay Uso in his first match in in a decade on SmackDown. And, uh, you know, as a result, he won the opportunity to be the special guest referee or the special guest informer, enforcer, I should say. Um, 
Yeah, I mean they have they have some matches that are intriguing, but this could have this could have been a smack this 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 all could have been a a raw SmackDown show. They didn't have, this this pay per view event literally didn't have to go didn't have to go down. I mean this could have been elimination chamber. This could have been a Royal Rumble match. You know what I mean? This this fascinating pay per view event is is just meaningless to me. Yeah, this match is gonna happen on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, that's all they had to do. This, because because they're they're because they're focusing on Fastlane. Now they're gonna have like two two or three weeks to promote WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and that's not that's not that's not enough time to promote WrestleMania. Yeah, because they're trying to promote WrestleMania and Fastlane at the same time, and that's why it's like you don't even know what to focus on: Fastlane or WrestleMania. It's it's just a dumb idea. It, to me, it's just a dumb idea they have that they had um, this pay per view event, and they it's all gonna have it earlier. Mm-hmm. And this is all going to go down later tonight. Um, let's see what else. What else happened? What else happened on Raw SmackDown? Oh, congrats to Eric Bischoff for going into oh, the yes. Hall of Fame. Thank you. Yes, thank you for reminding me. Congratulations to Eric Bischoff and uh, Molly Holly as well um, yes. for going going into the getting inducted to the um, to the WWE Hall of Fame. So, you know, NWO and and Eric Bischoff are going to be going in this year because uh, last year's one um, was postponed. To this year, and it's going to be a Zoom version. Like a, on, they're going to have a a, a taped, you know, ceremony. online ceremony. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, that's what I heard. And the rumor is Batista might not make it, maybe because of uh, his uh, scheduling scheduling conflict, maybe because of his uh, acting career, maybe. But we'll we'll find out. But yeah, we we were saying ever since last year, Eric Bischoff should have went in with NWO, and now they're all going to go in, even though it's technically separately. But at least they're all going in, uh, the same, the same, you know, same time. Even though it's technically two different years, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Apparently, uh, X Pac. A guy, obviously, he's you know a member of he's in the Hall of Fame as DX and upcoming as NWO. He wants to come out of retirement and fight in WWE. Really? Yeah. Sean Waltman. Yep. There's only one Xbox. Wow. Yeah. Apparently, he wants to. Apparently, he wants to. Um, he wants to come back to WWE. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, me neither. I definitely did not see that coming. Thinks he still has something left in the tank. So, um, I mean, he could uh, he could probably go to AEW. 
Yeah, I, I would have thought that too. But you know, he's he's tied with WWE, you know, with the with the click. So he, you know, he he has a he has a he has a huge soft life with WWE. You know, wow. I mean, I, obviously uh, Billy Gunn is over there in AEW, but yeah, I think he's he's definitely. I don't think he has anything to worry about. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he the door is always open for him to to return to WWE. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let me see what. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a last week. There was a, a TNA pay per view event yesterday. It was a TNA sacrifice. And, uh, yeah, some big stuff went down at that uh, pay-per-view event. Let me see if I, if I could uh, find out what happened. Because I know the big thing was there was a unification match. They had a unification match for the um for the TNA and uh, Impact Wrestling uh, heavyweight titles between Moose and uh Rick Rich Swan. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go into let's let's dive into it. Um, Decay they defeated Reno Scum in a tag team match. Uh, Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as uh, Emma when she was in WWE, her and Caleb with a K defeated Havoc and, and Neva in an intergender tag team match. Um, Violent by Nature um, with Diener and uh, Joe Doring. They defeated Kip Sabian and James Storm in a tag team match. Eddie Edwards defeated Brian Myers, formerly known as uh, Kurt Hawkins, in a hold harmless match. Um, Fire and Flavor, which is Kira Hogan and Tasha Steeles, defeated uh, Jordan uh, Grace and uh, Jazz. Yep, that Jazz, formerly of you know WWE, um, in a tag team match. They defeated, uh, looks like they defeated um, Jazz and Jordan Grace to, to um, I guess, retain the title. Let me... This was last uh, Saturday? Yeah, this was uh, last Saturday. Oh. March March 13th. Wait, March, March 13th. Isn't it last Saturday? Let me do the math in my head. March 13th. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it was, was last Saturday. Saturday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what else? Let me let me go back. Um, then you had um, Ace Austin uh, defeating TJP uh, for the for the um, the uh, Impact Impact X Division Championship. You have Deanna. Uh, um, Diana Perazzo retaining the title against um, TNA Impact OG ODB 
for the Impact Knockout Championship. And then you had Finn, Finn Juice, which has David Finley and Juice Robinson defeat the Good Brothers, Carl, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, um, for the Impact World Wrestling Tag Team Championship. Um, and then last but not least, Rich Swan, the Impact World Champion, defeating the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, Moose, to retain the titles and be, and I guess become the undisputed, the undisputed Impact TNA World Champion. Or I don't know what they what title they're giving him, but he's basically the undisputed champion of, um, of um. TNA Impact now. So congratulations to Rich Swan. And as a result, there's more. Since Rich Swan unified the title, he's going to be going against AEW um, Kenny Omega to determine who's going to be the undisputed champion from both of these companies. So yeah, business is is picking up. Yeah. Uh, let me see. When are they gonna? When are they gonna face each other? Um, let me let me just check right here. Let me see when is he going to face Kenny Omega? Uh, Rebellion, which is also a WWE pay per view event, <laughs> but for a UK show. Yeah, so basically, uh, Rich Swan. Is going to def- is going to face, uh, uh, like I said, AEW World Champion Kenny Omega at the Rebellion Pay Per View event. It's uh, it's what you call it. Um, it's going to be on April twenty fourth, two thousand twenty one, at Skyway Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. So yeah, this is. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be a a major major historic. Um, well, what's your thoughts on it, Mac? Yeah, that's a. I'm so behind on AEW right <laughs> now. Man. That's why. Every Wednesday nights, I keep telling myself I'm gonna watch it, and then I never get to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was the pay per view events. You, uh, you're you're the one that's always uh, giving me updates on AEW. <laughs> Yeah, I get the updates from you. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you know, that's what I'm here for, you know. Yeah. Uh, the, the listeners here, if you're a little behind, you know, here to get you up to date. And uh, shifting gears to AEW, which, I mean, technically we we have been covering AEW a little bit. Um, what was I going to say? Um... What was I going to say again? Yeah. Um, darn. What was I going to say? Oh, yes. The um, MJF group is officially known as Pinnacle. So that rumor was correct. Pinnacle is their, is the name of their, their faction. And, uh, yeah, uh, MJF was, was dissing on, on Jericho. And, uh, yeah, there's going to be a, a future showdown between them somewhere down the line once Jericho recuperates from from the injuries he suffered um you know 
last week because he was bloodied. He had a uh, a crimson mask like it was a like it was ECW or the Attitude Era WWE. <laughs> Never seen him bleeding like that before. But yeah, he got yeah they got their butt kicked, man, badly. Um, trying to think what else happened on AEW that I'm that I'm missing. Uh, I can't think of anything else right now off the top of my head. Um, but what was I gonna say? Oh yeah, on um, impact, not impact. Um, a- NXT. Um, the uh, Finn Balor, he's gonna be facing. He's gonna be facing um, Karrion Cross um, at the the upcoming NXT um, uh, Takeover event, and um, basically um, at the beginning of the show, the beginning of the show of um, of uh, NXT, basically. Um, Scarlet was able to convince Larkin and um I forgot the name of the other group. Um the tag team champion. It's it's Larkin and I forgot the other guy's name. Um yeah, their names escape me for the moment. But yeah, she convinced the tag team group to um to put the towel on the line against Karen Cross and um Finn Balor, the tag team title. And uh but it things didn't go as planned because uh Finn Bell accidentally um kicked the, the tag team the tag team champions and then and then afterwards um um as a result uh Scarlett got knocked down which uh made um which made um Karen Cross PO'd and he attacked Finn Balor and then caught and caused uh, Finn Balor to get uh, pinned, so they weren't able to become the new tag team champion. So they're they're still on the collision course for the title, which th- that might foreshadow what's going to happen on uh, th- that might foreshadow what's going to happen to- later tonight with Sasha Banks and um, Bianca Belair when they when they uh, feud against. Um, Nia Jax and Sheena Baszler for the tag team titles. So, yeah, something worth noting. Um, and then uh, Austin Theory, he lost to um, Dexter Loomis in their in, in their uh, long-awaited match. Um, can't think of anything else really. Uh, oh yes, let's 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 um let's shift gears finally to March Madness. I mean, there's been some upsets, um, you know, Ohio State. Um, trying to think of some other ones. Yeah, the Ohio State was upset. That was the big one of the tournament so far. It looks like, you know, Oral Roberts um, upsetting them, and. Let me see what else uh, upsets. Um, you had some good games today. Well, Gonzaga, you know, they entered this tournament at 26 and 0. They they became the fourth team to enter the 
the NCAA tournament undefeated. And tonight, you know, they look like world beaters. They uh, they gave Norfolk State a Haitian beating, 98 <laughs> to 55. Gave them an old battle. Oh, yeah, a Haitian parent beating right there. So. <laughs> oh, man. But I'm looking at these other games. Um, yeah, most uh, some of these other games are very close. Mm-hmm. You got uh, local team Rutgers advanced. They beat Clemson. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Patrick Ewing and the coaching the his alma mater Georgetown. You know they 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 suffered the loss, a uh, beatdown. You know, yeah, that Cinderella story is over now. Yeah. Yeah, Michigan looking real good in his first round also go. Also they could face LSU. Um Illinois looking good. And a strange thing happened though. So Oregon and VCU, they were supposed to play tonight, but some players on VCU tested positive. So because of that, VCU has been disqualified and Oregon moves on to the next round to play Iowa. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. It, it truly shows it's the sign of the times, man. Yeah, you get disqualified because of a fucking disease. Not disease, but, you know... Um, yeah, the pandemic. Virus, yeah. But, um... Yeah, we'll, 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 see, we'll see what happens uh, next week. Oh, yeah. This this March Madness. Who do you think is going to win March Madness? I want Gonzaga to take it all. Uh, I think Syracuse will win. Syracuse? Okay. Who did they beat, by the way? I didn't even see them. Who did they even play in this tournament? I didn't even see them in any of the brackets. I probably uh, overlooked them. Uh, they're gonna face. Uh, they defeated. Uh, they defeated um, San Diego State, seventy-eight to uh, sixty-two, and they're gonna face West Virginia coming up. Okay. I like to go outside the box sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't know about Syracuse, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But. Uh, Anything else you'd like to talk about before we head out? Uh, no. Uh, just uh, rest in peace, Marvin Hagler. He passed away. Great middleweight. Wow. Um, he passed away um earlier this week, right? I think. Uh, was it last I think week? So was it last week? It might have been last week. You know, yes, it was last week. But we for, we 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 forgot to talk about it. Um, oh. yeah. Rest in peace, man. Arguably. Uh, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, uh, middleweight, middleweight yeah. champions of all time. Like this guy dominated for nearly a, a decade. So, um, yeah, rest rest in peace, champ. Yeah, but uh, other than that, uh, check out your local listings for the iMac show. Uh, I'm doing my own mic annual Mac Madness tournament in honor of March Madness, and it was a crazy night tonight. So. Uh, We'll have part two next week. So uh, check your local podcast listings for that show. Yep. And uh, also, uh, yeah, feel free to check out Mac Show iMac. 
and uh, uh, check out my YouTube channel, Sports of Engine TV, and uh, come back here next Saturday at 11, and we'll we'll uh, continue the continuation of uh, March Madness and what else is going on in the world of sports. So he's Macaulay Matthew. I'm William Amo, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.